to episode 4 of Blood Bowl Anyone. It's slightly later this month, unfortunately, but we're here to answer all of your Blood Bowl questions going forward. This week, or this month, I should say, I have obviously been joined by the usual crew. Uh, we have Pio. Hello, you gorgeous people. We have Bucky. Hello, everyone. And of course, we have Shipaz, our resident scientist. Hello, hello. <clears throat> so, how's Did everyone been? Scientist. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're all right. Yeah, it's been busy. Um, and obviously there's been lots happening in the Blood Bowl community, which I've got lots to talk about and no doubt will fall out with someone at some point over this podcast. <laughs> but, you know, such is life. We can only hope, Yeah, We can only hope. <laughs> okay, so we're going to get straight into it this month. Got a lot to get through and not much time. So basically this month we're going to be looking at our top three will be of the current stars in Blood Bowl. So obviously since it was re-released with 2020 rules, we've only got a certain amount of uh, stars in there, but they do all have static abilities now. So which is the best? We'll be giving you a top three and a bottom three and a definitive score for you. Uh, we're also going to be going through uh, the new release of Death Zone. Now myself and Shivers haven't actually read the book yet. We haven't had a chance. Uh, we only just got them recently. Oh, I don't we think actually got one. Cow Daddy. <laughs> so we will be listening to P.O. tell us exactly how it is. It's what and then, gives me. Bucky, and then Bucky we'll be listening. Uh, and then we'll be listening to Bucky telling us correctly how it is. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't spoken to you, Brayden. This is how you treat me. God, good job. <laughs> After that, we will be basically looking at any upcoming events and also looking at the current league standings, which were quite good. Season five of the online Jolly Blood Bowl League has just come to an end, so we have a winner. Um, we do. So, yeah. First, as always, the news. Okay, so we have, coming up, rebranding and reboxing of all the Blood Bowl teams is progressing as quickly as ever, with Games Workshop now releasing the latest set of dice for Chaos Chosen. So there will be a new board, new dice coming out. Everybody going to be picking any of them up, or...? No. No. No, I don't think they're for me, no. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be getting some, but... There's, there's, you only need... You really need one board. <laughs> I don't understand why... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are people out there who like collection, like variety and everything else, but, I mean, crikey, I'd rather spend my money on actual miniatures rather than the board, which I've got five of anyway, given the old school and the new one as well. So, I think I'm going to save my pennies. I must admit, I bought the Skaven one when it came out. That's got your the new Skaven, Skaven dress. Group. Yeah, that's, that's quite true. So, obviously, for anyone Chaos coaches out there, it might be a good pickup. Um, personally, I quite... I kind of like the dice, but at the same time, they don't look very clear. Have you seen no. the, the dice? They, they, they don't yeah, seem I'd, to be I'd, the best. I'd agree with that. I'd, yeah, I'd agree that yeah. I think they might not be the clearest of dice. Is it yeah. chosen of corn, or is it chosen of... Uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm getting me in the box again. <laughs> okay. So, as well as the Kickstarter for the Thunder Cougar, Thunder Cougar Falcon Beards... You nearly messed up on that one. Oh, I did mess up. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, so obviously, Grebo Games have now released their late pledge backers. So basically, you can go onto the Grebo site and you can pledge and uh, sort of follow the Kickstarter late. Uh, now, what they've actually done is they've added a few new models, one of which is Rumbelow, which I must admit I thought was absolutely brilliant. Mm. I do like 
reboot version. They've also got a rat as well, which I couldn't tell whether it was a rat ogre or if it was the rat star player, I can't remember the name of, but it looked pretty class as well. Um, so yeah, they're worth checking out if anyone hasn't seen them. Uh, anybody here going to pick any of them up? Jump in? Oh God, I've already sold my left kidney to you for the amount of 3D printing I want, don't you? So I think I'm going to myself in really gone crazy yeah, those, those cheerleads you see, you sent me the chaos cheerleads we talked about a couple of episodes ago <gasps> so pretty they're so pretty and so well printed oh <laughs> well i've already got a run below model which i quite like so i'm not i don't think yeah, I'll i've be got, forking which one have you got i've got the vortice model oh i've just ordered the leprechaun one. <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh, right, yeah, so that's basically it for the news. Okay, straight into this month's top three and bottom three. As explained earlier, we are looking at the current crop of star players, uh, which actually does whittle it down quite a lot from the old rules and obviously the NAF stars that of you know yesteryear so basically what we've been looking at is what we think will be the best and worst three stars so as always we start with the worst three and we're going to start with Shipley well um, I'm going to preface my choices here with saying well for the best three that is I've avoided going for the the obvious choices for the most part for the worst three, um, I don't know if this will be controversial or not, but I'm going to start it off anyway. So my third worst, I went with uh, Grim Iron Jaw. My reason for this is because he's got a really just boring special rule. <laughs> um, it's, uh, he's got a once per game, when an opposition player with a strength characteristic of five or more is knocked down as a result of block action performed by Grim, he may apply a plus one modifier to either armor roll or injury. So basically, he only you can do it once per game where he gets mighty blow on something that has strength characteristic five or greater. When there's a number of other star players in this uh, that have been released, like released in here, that just get that without the stipulation of them being strength five five or greater. And really, yeah, all he is is just another. He's just he's another. Forward, yeah, but he's straightforward dauntless. So basically, as long as you do a dauntless roll, I think it's not. I think you're being a bit harsh on. Brought Grim Iron Jaw there. I think he's yeah, but like, the, like... I, think, I think he is one of the most bu- well balanced stars out there. To be honest, he's what, not too the, cheap. The thing that he just seems like okay. <laughs> just, <laughs> he doesn't really stand out to me, and especially for two hundred k, I'm not 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 bothered. Fair enough. Okay, let's go on to Pierre then. Okay, unfortunately, I was hoping for a bit more with my star player when the new change came. Now, before I start talking about star players, I want to. Look, put everyone in the mindset where I'm coming from. I don't like how cheap the star players are in general. I think it, it would change the game uh, too much to relying on stars. But we, we'll, we'll, that will come through as we evolve through my um, worst <laughs> list. But starting with one, I was kind of hoping for more with this one because she was always crap. And I was kind of like, ooh, rejig, new model, which doesn't look too bad. Yeah, maybe they're going to do this. But Willow Rosebar is just rubbish. I mean, she's got the same old loan as a 4+. plus. She's got no skills that can help you with blocking whatsoever. She's already strength four, so Dauntless isn't going to come into it that much, is it really? Mm. And the only thing great, you got, you know, sidestep, big, whoop. She doesn't add anything. She can only play her elven team. So it's like, whoa, bleh. It's just a pointless model and a pointless 
star player to me. I mean, yeah, you might get the one or two you know, useful things about it, but when you've got no skills that are going to keep her on her feet, so anyone with strength four or more is easily going to just knock her down, then nah, she's not worth it for me. Sorry, love. You look pretty, but you ain't much Fair use. enough. Bucky? Okay, so I think, I think mine comes down to what kind of Blood Bowl you like playing. I actually, I don't like like scroll half height. I know that's right. probably going to be pretty controversial with a lot of people. No, he nearly made my thoughts. With the changes to passing, and his passing is only a three plus. Four plus. Yeah, uh, and accurate four doesn't plus. work. Yeah, four passing's plus. a four, four plus. plus. Yes, yeah, sorry, four plus. And accurate doesn't work the same way. So yeah, he's not a great passer, and he's built for passing. He's pretty cheap, which is all right. But again, for for the kind of teams that you're taking him on, like Kemry. I just I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not keen on him. No, like, I don't think a passing play style suits this play like rule set. So I just can't see him coming into play all that often. No, that's absolutely fair. Okay, so now down to me. Um, so I went for Gloriel uh, Summer Blue. Mm, I don't fall out with that. Mm. So basically, it's Gloriel's just Gloriel. I mean, uh, strength two. Uh, two plus agility, uh, two plus pass. But then once per game, when Glory performs a pass action, she may gain the Hail Mary pass skill. Like, what's the point in that? You must declare oh, the no. special rule. It's being Hang used on. when Glory is activated. It's Think like... about it. Though. Think about it. You've you've got you've got that you know potential. You've sat the ball. It's 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 air drive. You've managed as an elf team with only two three players on the pitch to sack the ball. In comes Glory. You know, with sure hands picking it up on a three four plus because it's in tackle zones. She can then lob it down the field, and you've got, you time that with a catcher who's got diving catch, or even just a normal catcher, a, a bunch of them around. You've got that chance, that hopeful chance of scoring that glorious touchdown that everyone's going to hate you for the rest of your life. You know, it's, I, I understand why, because it's very situational. Yeah, it's, say, that, it's word, like, I get what you're saying. She does but a job. For that to happen, uh, no, I, I, I think it's absolutely pointless. I don't, I don't see the point whatsoever in that special I skill. Do, I, I mean, if they could, I mean, you've got, for example, Scroll. Looking at his special skill, right? He's obviously like, uh, I mean, I've got him in the list as well. But um, like Bucky was saying, he's, you don't really want to be throwing that much with him anyway. And whenever he wants to, uh, once per game, after making a passability test, poor pass action. You may choose to modify the dice roll by adding his strength characteristic to it. And then you've got Doral Sunbloom, who's meant to be this perfect elven thrower, uh, catchery person. And, uh, you know, accurate, pass, everything. With accurate? Yeah. And just pass as well. Yeah. So it just seems like it's... Which guaranteed pass throw with elves. That's 150k for a really good thrower, at least. Yeah. Actually, I I think you're stupid. She's yeah, awesome. I, I disagree with that. I'm, I think she looks. I think she's fine. More more. Not even your fifty k. You'd be a fool not to take her. She's learn a three plus as well, rather than four plus. Oh, and she's sexy model. She does she's have awesome. a nice model. So yeah. She's any got a listeners model. playing pure disagreement bingo, you get a point. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. So let's go to the second. Uh, who do we think is going to be second worst? Who is the second worst? Uh, so, P.O., you first. Right. Personally, I am not a huge fan of these special rules. I think you're going to end up having a lot of book checking and everything else, but as people get used to it, that, 
it's something I can stomach because I want to try something new and I can stomach it. But my second worst is because they are too good a player for the price they are. And that, and I think it's an ego trip by Games Workshop with this one. Grom Brindle, the White Dwarf. I, I, I don't like him at all. He, for only 210, you get Block, Dauntless, Mighty Blow, and Stand Firm. Plus, his special rule, all the other special rules are, like I say, once per game. So they're a one-off, so I can stomach that. And it's about that star player being, having the ability to do what they, you know, you want them to do. But his special rule is, once per team turn, so every turn, every turn, you get to use a special ability. And he doesn't just influence him, he influences other people. So he makes the whole team better constantly with either giving them break tackle, dauntless, mighty blow, or sure feet skills until the end of the vaccination. I'm sorry, that's just, it's too much of a game changer. And it's... You notice that, that's insane, that. It's like a... It's like a... the game and makes it all about the star player, which is not what Blood Bowl's about. Blood Bowl's a team game and how you use the team and the different abilities together. You don't just have someone making them all better all the time. It just feels like an absolute cheat and a hack. It's skill guard, isn't it, basically? It's like, instead of just giving the plus one to the t- uh, deck, you give one of the skills instead to the guy next to you. But, that, but every turn... The list of skills is really uh, good, though, as well. Yeah. But he's already got loads of skills, and he's just talking to his mates, right, yeah, what you need to do here is you get break tackle, run away or you get dauntless and you can smack him or have a go mighty blow it's just skills the whole point of this this new setup which i really like the the whole spp system now is that skills are not just random you have to choose you have to build you have to make that tactical decision it's risk management whereas now you would just take you just take a vanilla dwarf team against someone who's been playing the game of tactical get two 10k and you've got basically flexible skills to whatever situation you want them to be which is not what blood bowl's about and i'm sorry it's an ego trip for games workshop with this one i don't get what you mean so just looking at it now i must admit i always thought because with the old rules grumbindle you had to have with the black govo as well didn't you yeah so you can't play grumbindle if your opponent isn't playing the black govo yeah that's not the same now is it no he just comes as a star player which is ridiculous yeah there's no special rule saying that he has to actually be on there Plus, you can play for a halfling team. You see, you can play for halflings as well. That's uh... that's that's just. Uh, we'll come to my halfling hatred. Okay. All right, Bucky. So my second one was Willow as well. Again, sort of in agreement with Pure that she wasn't great before the the this like rule set. In the last one, she was never used. She was pretty terrible and. I think she's just going to remain exactly the same. Uh, like I say, she's got the strength four, but she's she's got nothing really to go with it. So, yeah. She's just kind of a, one of them useless kind of ones that, again, she'll stay in the same area that she was before of never being used. Strangely, I tend, I, I've used Willow a few times on the Blood Bowl 2. Yeah, uh, I've used her a few times as well. The only reason I've used her is just to be like, uh, just well, to be him on the, the game, front, isn't it? front yeah. line. Just on the yeah. front line of the cage or something, because the strength four sidestep is a bit just irritating, you know. I'm just like, I don't really have anyone else to spend the spend the treasury on, spend the petty cash on. Babe, bribe. I can think of lots of things you can spend your money on. Well, right you there, probably could. Uh, okay. In that situation, so, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was a bit yeah. down, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> you probably could now. Shut up, Theo. It's not your turn. All right. I'll try to do what uh, Shippers did last time. Well, we all know Pio's uh, uh, opinion. Um, right, okay, so me. I went for 
skull half height for my second worst, and basically the same sort of reasons as Bucky. Uh, mm. I just think he's, yeah, no, not for me, not for me. Uh, and shippers. Right. So this one hasn't been mentioned yet. Um, I'm not a big fan of uh, Gretchen Watcher, the Blood Bowl Widow. She's uh, she's 260k. She's seven movement, three strength, two plus agility. Uh, but not two plus agility. Can't pick with the ball because she has no hands. She's got <laughs> disturb presence, dodge, fell appearance, jump up, turn a four plus, regen, shadow and sidestep. And and her ability is like once per game after making an agility test to dodge, even if it's a two plus. Um, she may modify the role using her strength characteristic to it. Like my problem with the style player, I don't know what it does. Like what like what what role what yeah. does it achieve in a t- yeah, what does, role does it play? Yeah, okay, I can see uh, like, yeah, what are you really dodging for? Where are you dodging to? So like it's two hundred and sixty K with this like basically like skill skills being vomited out on this player, but what role does it play in Yeah but there's no the block and there's no looking at it I'd I'd be playing it to put a just move her right next to the ball carrier every single time and just annoy them. For for two hundred sixty Yeah I know she's I, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just trying to think of what we can use it for but I just yeah. don't really understand the star player so that's where that's why I lie with, lie with her. I miss Wilhelm <laughs> I miss Puggy. Yeah, I really miss Wilhelm. I love him. Wilhelm amazing. See, Wilhelm's like a similar price to this, and he's so much better. He actually has a role. He has an mm-hmm. offensive capability. He can, well, as sacking the ball, he can even hold the ball if he needs to because he's eight movement and so on, so on. I can have so many positives for him, but for this Gretchen, got none. Yeah. Do you know what? That is a good choice, Gretchen. Yeah, that is a very good choice. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I know. I mean, I mean, I mean, I agree with everyone. Something. Whoa, I've got some amazing power. Well, that's your once per turn skill user. <laughs> yeah. Once, once, per, once per podcast. Okay, uh, Bucky. So now we're on to your worst. So the number one worst star player currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so I went with uh, Grim Iron Jaw. Uh, I know what you said before about him being like he's sort of rounded but the issue is like he's rounded but he's rounded for two hundred thousand that's not not... what I want the only difference between a regular Chalslayer that he has is strength multiple block yeah multiple blocks a bit weird that's the only difference Yeah, that's a bit that's odd. So the only difference is strength four, and you're paying two hundred thousand for that. Multiple block against half. Could be quite interesting. Well, multiple block with (laughs) Dauntless is all right as well because you need a couple of assists, and it still it's both, doesn't it? Uh, For ten k more, you can get Ron Brindle, who's like the Swiss Army knife player. Yeah, for (laughs) Carla's ten k. I can't believe he's going to. I can't believe Dauntless. Yeah, I mean Shippers has got a point there though. If you spend that extra ten k and get Grom Brindle, the the Swiss Army knife for star players. Yeah. (laughs) Carla, Carla's ten k more for a blodge Dauntless jump up strength. All right, all right. I'm not saying he's perfect, but I think you're being a bit harsh that he's making the worst list. Okay, so next, uh, me, and I don't know if this is going to be another controversial one, and I think it might have something to do just because I wanted them to be better, but I went for Zolkath the Zote. 
How dare you? <laughs> How very dare you? As your worst, is, is it just because I got the miniature out of Adam rather than over you? It's partial, but... I'll listen to your argument. Oh. I just don't like it. Um, basically, the 230, he's only movement 5. Yes, strength 5. Um, yes, obviously, the agility is 4+, plus, uh, passing 5+. Plus. But you're never going to pass it. No. Uh, disturbing presence, juggernaut, loner 4+, plus, mighty blow, only plus 1. See that... Oh, that annoys me as well. Oh, 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 no. Being spoiled by Morgan, It's got like six <laughs> arms to be punching somebody, and Morgan Thor gets a plus two on Mighty Blow. So, I don't know. Uh, Free and Sartel Regeneration and Sure Feet. I don't know. Sure I just... Sure Feet? Yeah. Well, he's got uh, like six, hasn't he? His special rule, he gains hypnotic gaze. I know! Right. Well, well, per game, you gain hypnotic gaze. It's like... See, again, that just to me is pointless. I, I think it's rubbish. I wonder sometimes why you play Blood Bowl. I really do. <laughs> it's to throw flings. Fumble that's the answer. Fumble <laughs> Okay, shit, where's your go? Uh, for the, my top pick of the worst star player, in my opinion. Yep. Right, it's actually a twofer. Because <laughs> uh, they're twins. They're swift to yeah. twin. Oh. They're 340 k. So, so yeah, 340k to basically get an upgraded um high up blitz and thrower. Yeah. yeah. That's all it is. And there's and when you think about it, would you rather have an upgraded high up blitz and thrower combo that um or their special abilities that if one of them's knocked out they get a two plus loner instead? Or would you rather Morgan Fog? I think I'd rather have Morgan Fog. <laughs> just comparing it. And yeah, honestly, the there's just price. so many. Like, yeah. uh, out of all, in this book here, that I'm flicking through right now, there's so many other star players I'd rather choose for elves instead of these two. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, when you think about the fact that they're like, what, 170 each, um, that's like, oh, 170 each, that's a bit of a bargain. But you're right, the fact that you have to take them both and it costs 340, you'd much rather have somebody else, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just, and I, I never see, I never see an elf team, I would, I never seen elf team picking these, um, and I've never actually seen them on the board before. The so, special yeah. ability as well, which is the same with Grack and Crumbleberry, is basically you want them to get KO'd, or at least one of them, just so that you can get an additional, a better loner on the other one. Yeah, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of them. Um, I think, I think Piro will have more words on, on them when it'll be his turn to talk about his worst. Okay, Pio. <laughs> Before I start talking about this, I want to ask a question to the group. Do you okay. prefer DC or Marvel? DC. Marvel. Why? Why? Hey, hey, you're DC, you're Marvel. What about you, Cow Daddy? It's, it's a hard question for me because I'm not majorly a fan of either. Like, I think okay. they're both as bad as each other. Right, okay, so you're sitting on the fence with that firmly at the bottom. And we've got if I had to pick one, one, I'd probably choose DC just because of Batman. But... Right, because Batman, because, right, so you like Batman. Loner, yeah. does it all, has all the kits, you know, can basically save the day on his own. Yeah? Right. Shippers? Why do you like DC? Oh, Justice League. Justice League. Right, okay. I'll come back to your point in a minute. <laughs> uh, Morgan, why do you like Marvel? Uh, I just think it's better than DC, because 
Like they've got the just this league, but Marvel has X Men, Avengers, yeah. Eternals. Like it, the list goes on. The list goes on. It, I'm a Marvel person myself because in all Marvel team ups, you have a mix of abilities. You don't have one person who can just do absolutely everything. Because I do not see the point in, in the Justice League because you've got Superman. Why the hell do you need the others? Because Superman can do everything. He can fly. He can be super strong. The only thing that makes him weak and actually just human is a rock from his own planet, right? Actually, actually P.O., he's actually weak against uh, redstone radiation as well and magic. Yeah. Oh, and magic, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, like any normal, normal human being, he's weak against radiation. Gotcha. Okay. I just really think you, you your point is valid I think you've, uh, you've made it with the wrong using the wrong thing though but yes no, I get no, what I you're saying that there's one person that's just this yeah. hard my worst is Griff there's a poor I can't agree with here, that here's my, here's my reasons prior to this new release he was about right at 320 he was probably about right prices yeah quite expensive but someone you could, if you're in dire straits you could rely on his movement seven so he can go anywhere his strength four so he can hit anything his agility is two plus so he can do anything his passing skill is three plus so he's a decent enough thrower he's got block he's got dodge he's got fend he's got sprint and sure feet and now he gets a re-roll on absolutely anything he wants. No, he can't. Uh, I'm sorry, Griff may re-roll one dice that was rolled either as a single dice roll, as part of multiple dice roll, or as part of a dice pool. This can be dice that was rolled as... This cannot be dice as part of an armor injury. So other than armor injury or casualty, yeah. he can re-roll anything, right? When you... It's just too cheap for a player like that. And what is going to happen is you're going to get people who just keep 280k short just so they can play him every single time and all they're going to do is rely on griff and that is not in the spirit of the game you even with the new spike magazine they've made him out to be a tom brady thing and it's tom brady cracking player everything else but it defies the point of a team and it's just an over-reliance on someone who is magnificent and can do anything and that doesn't teach new players how to play the game it isn't teach them about risk management because all they're going to do is apply the ball to grip people are going to uh, get lazy and it's just it ruins the game because how, and how do you do you really counter that when he's got block and dodge and fend it, it, it it's just like you're basically guaranteeing touchdowns and guaranteeing but it just it ruins the game because the where's the risk management and that where's the thrill where's the potential risk with griff because even if he falls over it's got to be a nine plus to break his armor i know what you mean Having that one sort of super player, it's not really um, how the game's been played, is it? No. So, um, Bucky, you know that you know that game today you had with your elves. How did the uh, super dancer do? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, don't that, don't that tell Peel about that. No, no, that is my point. Three nil with against Chaos Dwarfs, but with a super. That's my point, and that's why I like the new SPP because it moves away from building superstars. Yet with the star but, players, they've just gone. Actually, these players have gone through all the odds and are absolutely phenomenal. And now you've got this Griff who's even cheaper. I mean, so, yeah, oh, but does that not does that not sort of because we we had this discussion last time, didn't we, about the SPP and about how uh, obviously we're not fans of there being 
uh, one super player just by random rolls because you can then get another team where you random roll nothing. Um, yeah. And it, 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 you know, it, it, it kind of takes, and now you can just build. But at the same time, you don't have any of those star players that you fall in love with and you create. Um, so is that not just what's happened with the cost for the stars, do you think? No. I think that the stars themselves have taken that place because that's not going to happen anymore. Well, this is the thing. You don't get your team. If, you, if you're one of these people who likes to build their team and take the time to plan it out, you should be rewarded. And now you're going to spend that time doing that and having a really good team. Someone's going to rock up with Griff and all your best laid plans go out of the window because there's nothing you can do against him. Blodge Fend for 280. It's ridiculous. Then the ability to re-roll anything once per game. I'm sorry. It's just, I, I just feel that they've made him so cheap because he's put him in the box set, and he shouldn't be that cheap. He should be because if you it, jumping on the death zone, but if you had, a, I've worked out if you did a mur, you would be virtually at without. I mean, I'm trying to get the notes on this one, but we. You know, he made notes. I made notes because it, it really, I was worried. I was thinking about it and trying to build it up, but to get a griff. You can, you're nowhere near him, even at 250. And even that is without the special ability. So, yeah, it just really, really worries me about what they're doing with the game with that. Fair enough. It's yeah. a fair comment. A rival player, to get, to get a griff without the strength or agility is 250, and that is even without the skill. So, yeah, he, he's ridiculously underpriced for what he is, and I hate him. <laughs> Okay, so now we've got a bit of a decision to make. So our overall winner, or loser, we should say, is the worst um, vanilla star that we've hit is Grim. I enjoy it. Because I'm not putting my name to this. <laughs> you, that, you know that's not how it works. Pio. I know. It's not fair. Democracy sucks. Okay, so, <laughs> but also on three points, we have Griff, uh, Swift Twins, Zote, Willow and Scroll. So who do we think should be in second and be in third? I think to be fair, because we've had no no because we've had people vote for two of them. I think Willow needs to be in there and um Scroll. Scroll. I think to make it balanced, because that because yeah, as much as I would love Griff to be in this and I would fight tooth and nail if I'm trying to be diplomatic here. And I know So do we want should we put Willow in second and the third worst no, Willow in third. Scroll in second, does that sound right? Yeah. People? Yeah. So who's, uh, what, yeah. what's got? Okay, so the third worst, we're going for Willow. Second mm-hmm. worst, we're going for Scroll. And yeah. third, first worst, as in the worst star player, as per the Blood Bowl Anyone podcast, is Grim Iron Jaw. Just take, the, on just take the white bloody dwarf, man. Right. Okay. <laughs> so now, on to the good bit. Yeah. The top three stars... 2020 so here we go it's my turn first mm-hmm. and i think everyone's going to completely agree with me on this one my third best is acorn yes <laughs> oh, I, didn't, oh my God, I didn't even think about him i didn't even think about him either in the book and i was thinking maybe people go oh my god i love acorn <laughs> <laughs> I'm very disappointed if no one else has thought of him because he's not going to make it in the top three now. No, I might quickly change. So, Acorn, for just the minuscule amount of 80,000, you have a movement 7, strength 1, agility 2+, uh, no hands, squirrel. 
I'm a value 6 plus, so he's literally going out the first time he gets hit, but he has to get hit. Comes with Claws, Dauntless, Dodge, Frenzy, Jump Up, Loner 4 plus, No Hands, Sidestep, Stunty, Itchy. Can play for any team, and Acorn may choose to reroll the D6 when rolling for the Dauntless skill. And that is every time as well. I know. He's oh, just, I can't wait to kill a Minotaur with a squirrel. I cannot could wait. Could you imagine how much destruction he will cause against stunty teams? Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> I love him! I reckon... I didn't I... he wasn't in the book. And there's controversy over... I know some people hate him because he's just a, you know, a bump thing, but oh, I just love him so much. The best. He's amazing. Well, he's third on my list, anyway. But yes, I, I can't wait to take him uh, against an ogre team and just watch him just take out an ogre per turn. <laughs> <laughs> just run up. Ogre down. Ogre down. Ogre down. They call the squirrel. The only thing that would make him better is what we said about throwing him. That would be brilliant. <laughs> Do you imagine flying squirrel attack? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like a doom diver. Oh. oh yes, God. so equal. Right. Shippers. Sorry for you. Um, my third best is uh, Grom Brindle, the white dwarf. Because <laughs> um, he is just like insane. He's he's just 210k. Right, he's for, like, He's so stupid. He's like, he's, as I said, as I said it earlier, he's the Swiss army knife player. He, he sticks someone next oh. to him. Guess what? You get to choose one of the abilities he has and just give it one of the abilities on the, on the um, skill description. It's like, okay, have it. Go go right ahead. Do whatever you want this turn. It's it's so silly. It's so strong. It's so silly. That's right. You've chosen the word perfectly. It's so silly and ridiculous. I mean, Acorn's fun. This is a serious. This is meant to be a serious guy you could use and come up against. Do you really want to be coming up against someone who can flex and just pick skills willy-nilly every turn? Is that so, fair? Yeah, yeah, but there's tactics basically... in it as well. The, the guy has to be stood next to the white dwarf. So you can and, push and him away and get him by himself. Do you separate your dwarfs, dude? <laughs> do, you, do you play them like elves? No, you, bot, you, you get them together. You have him on the line. Show him on the line. And he's not going anywhere at strength four, is he? He's, he's strength three. No, strength three. Stand firm. Yeah, he's, but yeah, uh, <laughs> he's basically <laughs> just like, as soon as you get this guy, he's a target. Yeah. Your opponent has to get rid of him to like get an upper hand on you. Because you, you're adding an extra like 20k skills on to uh, one your players adjacent to him. Okay, so, yeah, That's my choice. I'm disappointed in you. Theo, your turn. <laughs> Number three. Right, why, why don't you not? <laughs> to add to the sort of falling out in the group, um, my third is the Zote. I love oh. it. Right? I listened to your pathetic argument. Now listen to my strong one. Okay. <laughs> He's strength five, which is perfect. Yeah, so you've got a strength five, which who can play for elves and Amazons. So there's that option there. Is it? But it's this disturbing presence, which I think is an underrated skill. Because if you come up against someone and the catching abilities, and if you throw teammates, it affects everything regarding throwing. So it's, it's beautiful. The Juggernaut gives him that ability to stay on his feet and push things about. The Prehensive Tail makes it difficult for people, to, which is why in Elizabeth team, a Crocs is just so amazing. And the Shore Feet, I mean, crikey, that gives you a, a fair reliable movement seven big guy with Mighty Blow and Juggernaut. Hello, big boy. Come on down. And then the whole special rule thing is perfect because Zotes are rare. You would, if you were a player, it'd be like coming up, playing a game, and then suddenly you're like, you're David Beckham, aren't you? Like, you just get a bit starstruck because you're playing against him. 
oh god you are and so yeah wow i didn't know you guys were real and you would just for that moment it's like I don't think it was hypnotizing, but just for starstruck instead of hypnotized. And it just works so well because there would be that sort of like, wow. And that moment is like distraction from the game could change everything. And I think it is a really, really useful big guy. And he's, he's a nice inducement for teams which you know, could And The model I have is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, Bucky. <laughs> yeah, so my third best. Uh, is Glot. Uh, I think he's just did as good as he did, but I think with the addition of, like, say, Snotlins, to be able to include him in a Snotlin team is amazing. Yeah. I just think who he can, who he combines with makes him who he is and why he's so good is because of who he can play alongside. Mm. Uh, He's just a really solid player. He he, he was before and he remained so. Hey, I can't argue with anything of that. Yeah, he's just... The only, thing, the only thing I'd say, which he nearly made my list, but the one thing that disappoints me in a bit, because you can never have Grab and Frenzy together. Yeah, his special ability is, oh, you can, you can choose to have Frenzy if you want. I know you don't can't use Grab, but it's... It just feels like the... You, you make a rule, you stick by it, and I just think they could have picked something else rather than the Frenzied Rush because it just it's imbalanced see i quite like that though i like the fact that he can like from a fluff point of view so he's kind of you know he's this big fat guy who's like sits around and do that but at one point if he gets really frenzied i can't think of a better word angry emotional whatever he throws himself forward he carries on with it because of his weight and his momentum so i kind of like that a bit i get what you're saying about rewriting the rule but I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate because to be fair he nearly made my number two but <laughs> I'm just trying to find the floor. Yeah, he's I I think he's definitely up there. He hasn't got me in top three, but he is up there. Uh, okay, so that's all for our third best. So Ipaz, second best. Well, he's already been mentioned. Glass Mushtrip. He's he's fantastic. <laughs> he's great. I really like him. What what's not to like about him? Really, he's. As I mentioned about his positives before, he's, you know, strength four, block, claw, grab, juggernaut, stand firm. And then the frenzy ones per game can be good to get rid of a PC you really don't like, or attempt to anyway, or just do a crowd surf. It, yeah, just a lot of good things about him. I like him also 195k. Yeah, cheap. he's not a bad price. Yeah. Uh, P.O., your number two. My number two, because I've, I've tried to move away from what I usually play, because I taking on the criticism from last summer that we had very fixed views of how we play the game and I'm trying to look openly but then I've realised that actually I can use him in the teams I actually normally play anyway now which is great um, so Hackflim Scuttle Spike I think is an amazing star player you know you've got a strength 3 gutter runner basically with two heads and prehensile tail and extra arms I mean once per game he can nick the ball off a teammate and run put yeah. that with a goblin team and you have something very scary think about it those one turn touchdowns no longer are you worried because you've got a two plus pickup and you can get the ball to him hell you know you can get a few steps inside the opponent's half and you've got a touchdown i mean it's the the sheer flexibility he brings to a team it's just amazing and he's only and- 180 Exactly, he's only 180k. So I and I was speaking to Bren uh, about these, and who runs UKTC, and he said, generally, if you're a goblin player, you'd be stupid not to take take out Flynn now. And I agree. If I'm taking a goblin team, I'm going to keep 180k just for him or someone else, maybe. But yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. He almost made my uh, he almost made my top three because 
I just love that. I love that, just that special skill. It just, it's so good. It's like, I love oh, the it's... idea of just him pushing someone down and taking the ball for himself and just running away with it. It's the flavour yeah. as well I like with it. It's just so scaveny to do. It's, uh, I can just see him sit there, one head looking at the guy with the ball, the other one looking over and going, oh, I can get in through there. One of, one of his three arms grabbing it around the head, punching him in the face while it takes the ball off him with his third arm. And they're yeah. just legging it off, do you know? It's just like, yeah. it, it's just so perfect. It is just so perfect. Um, yeah. Okay, so Bucky, your number two. So my number two, going back to what Pia was saying about Griff, I think that this person is even worse than what Griff is. However, that's also why he made my good list. Uh, and that's Lord yeah, sure. Borak. Borak. So he, obviously he's got strength five and agility three. And he's on a ten, right? It block, dirty player plus two, mighty blow and sneaky git, which let's not forget also got upgraded. So he can foul with dirty player plus two and keep on moving. And <laughs> his special rule, you gain a, an extra team reroll for even the, either the first half. If you don't use it in the first half, it carries over into the second. I think he's absolutely insane. And he's less than Griff to 260. Yeah. He, I was considering him for mine, but then I was starting to think, 260, am I really going to be fouling with him? With, Not pl- with a plus two dirty yeah, player well, and sneaky yeah. git so I can foul and shift into my cage. Still, yes. You can still get sent off. And that's 260k. Gone. It's not like oh yeah, it's, it's we are not being careful with him as well. But. It, yeah, it, it it for that one perfectly timed foul, brilliant. But for people who are thinking about fouling every turn, that's a lot of money to be spending on someone. Oh yeah, yeah. Who can... Yeah, he's not a foul every turn guy, but man, he's effective at it when he does. Because he's a you very, want... very good piece for his price. Yeah, yeah and you, because you want to keep him on the pitch because of the reroll. So I just yeah, me, it, was, yeah. it was that. It for me, it's like, yes, it all looks very tempting. But when you break it down, what do you use him for? I want a free reroll, please, and a strength five blocker. That's yeah. what I want him for. Yeah. Uh, I might just be, especially when playing someone like, I don't know, Cow Daddy, and I might do a turn 16 foul just for the hell of it uh, in a league game. Cheers, mate. Against Cheers. I love you. Um, but, yeah, I just think that's why I didn't make my list because. He does the job of a really good, you know, chaos warrior, but the fouling is a distraction for what he's actually should be useful. No, I, I, I think I'm the same. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd ever foul with him. Yeah, dirty player plus two and the sneaky git is kind of. It gives you a bit more to it, but at the same time, it's still it's such a loss. Um, mm. I mean, to be fair, the teams he's going on though, I don't know. It's it's hard because the teams he's going on, a strength five probably isn't going to be. Such a massive loss. Unless they're not necessarily going to be a massive gain either. No, no. That's it. No. But if if you're, if you're up against like like say you know a wood elf team with a, a super dancer, right? You still want to get. And control. all you you've got set eyes on him, right? And you know you could take care of the rest of. You've got one star. You're damn right. I'm going to take Borak and just foul it and foul it and foul it. But you've got to get them on the floor first. And if well, you've got yeah. with strength five, you can get a three dice, not too much difficulty. Yeah, but then they still got to be down the next turn so you can foul them. Yeah. I mean, well, that, that's basically what you're saying. Else, yeah, but then you're not using <laughs> the strength five. Team, you've got your strength. <laughs> you're not using the strength, strength five mighty blow block. <laughs> no, you're using, you're using <laughs> dirty player plus two and sneaky git. Yeah, yeah, no, foul. I get that. You better put it on a beastman. You better training off a beastman just to be a fowler. Mm. Yeah. Okay, either way, Borak makes the number two spot. Uh, that leaves me for my number two spot. I have gone Umbelow. <laughs> okay, why number two? What 
guy because I've got a number one that's better. So Romulo, it's it. He's just. The idea now that you could have a fling team and have Rumbelo for 170 and then maybe enough for Griff to go on as well is just absolutely brilliant. Rumbelo with his no hands, he's very much, he's, he's like the exact thing that uh, Gretchen isn't in that he's got such a specific role. He's movement six, he's strength three, three plus agility, he's got block, horns, juggernaut, loner four plus, no hands, tackle and thick skull. He is your you know he's getting in there to take the ball he's just sacking people he's just taking out anybody who needs to be taken out and he's just fantastic and not only that uh once per game when an opposition player is knocked down as a result of a block action performed by rumbelow you can apply an additional plus one modifier to either the armor roll or the injury roll so he gets mighty blow as well once i mean if you've got the uh white dwarf he can have it every turn but that's not the point yeah mm. he's just absolutely brilliant and not only that the fluff with him as well sat on his goat you know his ram sorry i should say it just he's just amazing the the models for him are amazing the new Rio models are amazing everything's just amazing he's fantastic okay yeah not, not a word <laughs> yeah uh, i can agree well. I, like, I really like i really like the star player um i was considering him in my list as well i don't so. want to spunk what i ever say about him okay <laughs> So, uh, Shippers, or number one? It's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it's Batman. It's Griff. It's, he's he's, he's Superman? the one-man team. He he's is... not Batman, he's Superman. He's going to ruin the game. He's going to ruin the game. <laughs> he's, he is Batman. But, um, Superman's <laughs> Superman physique Superman was only ever invented as an argument against the communism because America's great. Ooh, we're unstoppable because we can do everything. And Griff can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why he's my number one pick. He is the best star player, in my opinion. Uh, he is the, he is the strongest star player for his he's price. He's well, unbeatable. He's and. And he's, he's got a amazing uh, special skill, and he's got literally every skill he could want on a piece that could be a ball, a ball carrier, could be a thrower, he could, he could be a catcher, <laughs> he could just do everything. He's, he's, he's so awesome. silly. <laughs> he's so <laughs> Oh, I knew I'd feel, I, what, I, I, I knew going into this that I was going to feel frustrated, now I feel even more angry. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Yeah. But he is, in my opinion, the best star player. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it like that. Lucky. Mm. Yeah, as a fellow Halfland man, I went for Rumble or Sheepskin. Yes. Because he yes. is just the, the pinnacle of what a star player is. For one steady, what you get for him, you don't get with anybody else. For that lower price. He's absolutely insane. Like for for a halfling team, he he is the team. As soon as you put him on, he can just dis- he can, you know, like face up against anything that you're against. And in tournament play, he's gonna be massive because I yeah. think everyone will be taking Rumble. He's he's insane. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Uh, Pio, I am in absolute full agreement with you, Bucky. Rumbelow is my absolute top player. I mean, he comes with block, he comes with tackle. There is no little snotling out there who is going to be safe from him at all. He's a stunty killer, he's an elf killer. He's he's just everything. And Horned, got a strength four player plowing in. He's easily, who could easily be a strength five, six players with an assist. You've got Juggernaut, so you can 
choose to either put something out or push them back and push them near that edge and just put them into a worse position. I mean, who cares about no hands? I mean, gosh, he's riding a bloody raging bull slash sheep. You know, and I played, when I played my one game of New Rules against Bob, big shout out to you, Bobster. God love you. Right, he brought Halfings and he brought his Rumble Blow. Excuse me. I, he genuinely terrified me because I was playing Goblins, he was playing Halfings and it was terrifying to come up against. It was only thankful that my toys were playing ball and my chainsaw ripped through him like paper that I was able to survive. And because there's nothing you can do, hey, oh, he's just so good. <laughs> oh, love him. And he has a once, but he gets a mighty blow, which isn't a game changer. It's not a, you know, it's not a griff where he gets re or anything because he's just so perfect. Yeah, I think it's... the other thing that's like overlooked sometimes, right? But it's thick skull. Thick skull. Thick skull. Yeah, it's overlooked, but man, <laughs> it'll make so much of a difference that. And he doesn't come with stunty either. No. I fucking love him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I presume that was your top pick. Yeah, yeah apart from the fact, like, can you imagine the combination of him and Acorn together? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh. No big guy would be left alone. I, I, right. I can't. Big or small. Um, yeah. My top pick, my number one, is... Backflam. Yes! I mean, yes, all right, I'm falling back into the Skaven thing, but he is so good. And from a fluff point of view, he's just so on point. After yeah, ruining Orcs it. by That's going fluff-wise, it's just, Hackflam, they've just made him, and his, uh, compared to everybody else's special rule, his is so unique. It's so interactive. It's not just gets a plus one or gets this skill or does that. It's like, no, he's going to be a dodgy Skaven bastard. That's what he's going to yeah. be. And he's just amazing. So yes, there we go. That's mine. So that leaves us with one clear winner with eight points and below sheepskin. Yay! Yes, God love the sheep. <laughs> Second place is Hackflem. Yes! Five yeah. points. It's like my choice is coming true. <laughs> and in third place is Griff. No, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's all coming true, Pia. <laughs> no, right. No, so we have... I was so happy to actually make this list. I really was hoping that someone put them down low and just get pushed off. But there's you shippers with your DC Superman loving whoring. No, so if you let me finish, not Batman though, is he? It was actually it's actually <laughs> Griff and Glart both on three points. So which do we think Glart, we should give Glart, third place Glart, to? Glart got more votes. Glart got more votes. Yeah, Glart got more votes. Okay, yeah. so our definitive yeah. list. I, I, I just want to point oh, yeah, out, I'm, I'm really disappointed. I'm, <laughs> I'm really unhappy that Acorn didn't make the list. But anyway, oh, our Acorn top three. Gets Acorn gets a special mention because I, if I did, if I knew we could go pick Acorn, I would have done. But I went through what's in the book for people. Yeah, that's the same for me. Okay, so Rumble Sheepskin, a top pick, Hackflam, and then Glart Smash Rip. And I'm loving <laughs> the fact there's two Skaven. Is not on there. Two Skaven <laughs> in the list makes me happy. Makes me happy as a goblin player. Oh yeah. Tell me the odds, tell me the odds. Tell me the odds, tell me the odds. Tell me the odds, tell me the odds. Tell me the odds. Okay, so um this time on Tell Me the Odds, we got a Goblin versus Elven Union match. The Goblins are down 2-0, and it is turn 16. So it's not looking too good for them, but they can. 
recover a touchdown yeah. from this. They've got two trolls and four goblins on the pitch. Uh, the ball is next to an, an elf blitzer. And the goblin, the only goblin who's in range of the ball is surrounded by elves. Two elf linemen and another one who's in the way of the ball. So, the way person approached it, it was the sage. I've took um, a sage highlight here. So he did a troll 2 plus blitz to knock out the way an elf lineman in front of one of the trolls to give another troll a pathway up towards the pitch. So that's a 2 plus for the uh, for the dumb roll, so that's 83%, that's easy. Then he's got the blitz, which is 2 dice, so you just need to push or knock down, which is 88.9%, which is, again, super easy. I also preface this as well, he's got no team reward left so this is all very risky stuff and then the goblin has to use all six of his movements to get the ball and get out and all of his movements are dodges all three plus dodges and to do <laughs> so that's six 66 percent chance like dice rolls one of them being with the dodge three rolls so that's 88.9 percent and then he's got a five plus pickup because uh, it's raining and he's next to a blitzer so that's 33.33 percent and then he did the dodges to get out of the way as well and then the troll, who was freed up by the other troll, had to do 2 plus dumb, had to run over to the goblin with the ball, who's just used his turn, has to throw it and not eat it, so it's another 2 plus, so he's not hungry. And it's a 3 plus throw because it's inaccurate like, and is successful. Uh, throwing a player and which is a 66% chance and to four plus landing which is 50% he had to have it scatter right into the touchdown zone itself so he had to scatter it two times forward and wants to go left or right and <laughs> the overall chance of that happening so for it to go forward twice is two times um 38% and then once going left or right which is 25% chance going for an overall 3.61% chance of it scattering the correct way so with all the percentages added together for that player to successfully play out which it did in the end is a 0.024% chance of it working that's what no <laughs> re team rerolled did it work? It, it worked. Yeah, it worked. When watching it as well, could have actually drew the match because he got a, so the elves were setting for the attack and the goblins on the defense. So it was the elves turned 16. Um, he was hoping for a blitz, which he got, and the ball was kicked directly into the elven touchdown zone. <gasps> and he had the slimmest chance where he could get the troll to throw a goblin over into the touchdown zone. But unfortunately, the troll was really dumb. Oh. So unfortunately, I couldn't give an even better statistic for that, but it would have been. Uh, um, this is probably 0.01%. I love playing because this, uh, it's that sheer look of absolute panic on your opponent's face when they suddenly realise, crap, I could lose this, or crap, I'm going to draw. And it's just that, like, the franticness, and oh, yeah, that would make me very happy. Tell me the odds, tell me the odds. Tell me the odds, tell me the odds. Tell me the odds, tell me the odds. Tell me the odds. So, after that, we're going to do a quick recap of the uh, tale of four coaches. So, our current coaches challenge. So, after last month, after the first round, uh, it ended up with Shippers being in last place with one point, uh, Bucky in third with two points, uh, myself in second with three points, and Pio in first with four points. Oh, um, you love me. You really love me. <laughs> the uh, challenge for this month was to paint all the positionals of the team, uh, obviously convert them up, make them look great, and get them out there. Unfortunately, I was unable to take part this month due to personal reasons, uh, so I unfortunately scored 
uh, zero points. Can we give you half a point? Because the conversions you were yeah. doing look amazing. Can I just, genuinely, for a thematic thing, I didn't think he could do much with these fillings, but, oh, with his 3D printer, he's putting the electric guitar <laughs> care on one of the hefties and it looks amazing it looks like one of the punks from the 80s it's just got old and fat oh well, <laughs> i'll tell you what if you're feeling like that i'll put me down as just coming fourth which is one point yes make sure you do yeah, I mean, yeah. You, uh, the effort you were going to with everything going on was still phenomenal okay so uh with regards to votes this month now i didn't see much a uh you know, shilling going on and promoting going on by you guys yeah. as much this month. Right, right. I've got something about this. I asked some of my friends to, to vote, right? And one of them <laughs> was like, oh, did you not play in the Snotlings? I was like, no, no, I didn't. He was like, no, I'm not changing my vote now anyway. So I, <laughs> I gave Pucky a vote. Because <laughs> my mate was like, no. He was like, oh, fuck you. I'm voting Snotlings. I've deliberately refrained too much canvassing this time because I got told off last time. So I have sat back and let the public decide. Yeah. Oh, See, I did that right. last time, but then it didn't end well. <laughs> so, third place with a total of seven votes. Ooh. Bucky. <gasps> well done, Bucky. This nuts. So, in second place, and just to say, know. our second place got 11 votes, and our Ooh. first place got 23 votes. Wow! Really? Yeah, so... <laughs> In second place, is Shippers. Hey, well done, Shippers. <laughs> this was expected. <laughs> oh, right. I love I love painting up those positions. They were so much fun. They look fantastic. Those models, mind. I thought as soon as I saw them, I didn't think anybody else really had a chance this month. Yeah, um, I saw them like, oh, fuck. this is me out of this time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what could you do? Yeah. They're, they're like, oh, just the leprechauns with the. Even the the one jumping out with a uh, rainbow coming out his ass. It's like, oh, no, to yeah. the Doom Diver. So, someone did say Fantastic. he looked like he was getting sexually abused by a rainbow. Yeah. Really good. Okay. So what that means, that joint second place is me, Bucky, and Shippers all on four points. And <laughs> way out in the lead with eight is Pio. On top of that, obviously, each month as part of the uh, voting, one random voter gets to win a Blood Bowl Anyone patch and this month the lucky winner is Mr. Sean Griffiths. So if you just want to give us a shout Sean uh, I can either drop it off or I can get it sent out for you. So how does how, this work? We're going to paint each of them, we're going to score each one. When it comes to the actual mini tournament we're going to hold, what, what is it point-wise? Is it a point? How are we going to work it point-wise? Uh, we'll work that out closer to the time, but it most likely just be whoever wins. But what we might do is, like, make every other round previous to that inconsequential, so you get, like, 100 points for winning or something. But we'll oh, see. Right. It depends how many points I've got at the time and how many I need. So, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be, like, double points for the final challenge, and it'll go down to, obviously, winning games and stuff like that. But, yes. Yeah. Okay, so next we have April to May. By uh, the time we record, by well, by the 15th of May, so we haven't got that long, only 10, 10 days. Mm -hmm. Okay, we are going to paint the big guys in the team. Oh, so, no. any, any big guys. <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck,
I get okay. a fun this time. <laughs> and oh, hang on, does do, do the pump wagons count as big guys? Yeah, of course. I think that's what we did, oh. didn't we? You said um, the yeah, musicians yeah, were yeah, there. Well, that question I for them as big guys. Easy month this month. <laughs> oh, I've got a beefy month coming up here. Ten days. So, oh, five days for a big guy. Oh, I think we can do that. <laughs> you just you watch. Just watch me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, big guys. Okay. Plus, I want you to put together your team sheet. So that's just basic team. So we're basically going to use the uh, UKTC rules pack. Apart from, you get 1,250 gold to start with. And you have to roster at least one star. At least one. Okay. At least one. And you can have up to three. <gasps> so what was that again? 150k start. Okay, so 1250k. 1250. 1250. 1250k. Yeah. It's the UKTC rules. Rules pack. Yep. So, you know, your skills and everything like that, they all fall within that. So when when you can put more than one on everything, everything's the same apart from it's 1250k. You must have at least one star rostered. You can have up to three. Okay. This is really disappointing that I can't take rumbles. (laughs) I'm guessing taking a griff, you know. Hang on, hang on. With uh with with these flings, I'm pretty sure I can fit on um yes. Griff yes, Rumbelo and Acorn. And Acorn. I'm so taking Acorn. Acorn <laughs> definitely going on my roster. I don't oh. care because of the two goblins, he's going on. <laughs> right, so twelve fifty, UKTC rules. One to three star players, so you must have one. Obviously, with Acorn, it means that if you don't really want one, you've still got enough to get one. At the um, cost. To be fair, yeah, we're all in the same bracket because it's a stunning. Blocking, blocking trolls with vo- oh yes, with projectile vomit as well. Yeah. Oh, this is gonna be. <laughs> okay, so painting and your team sheet needs to be up by the fifteenth. Uh, actually, because it's only 10 days, um, we're running obviously slightly late. That's a Saturday the 15th, so we'll make it Monday the 17th. Usually the weekend oh. to sort stuff out. What, for the, the team and, sorry, for the pin and the team sheet? Yes. Okay. I'll send you an Excel spreadsheet for the team sheet as well, so they all look the same. All right? Thank you. There we go. Okay, so. Hang on, can I, can I just put a stipulation on here? That... The team sheets we have to send all at the same time because I do not want to send my team yeah. sheet for you to then pick and holes in my attack and just decimate <laughs> you. So that's yeah, why I, we'll... I will do my team sheet, but it will all be sent at the same time. On that Monday, we'll sit there on Discord and we'll upload it together onto Discord at the same time. Holding hands, smiling. Yes. Yes. Okay. Right. Well, that takes us on to. Fix it. 
steam out and it blows them out for good. Down the field's corner, out in the street. Gordy Bluffball boys are playing. Bring the hug and take a seat. Welcome, everyone, to your favorite section of the podcast. You're sitting down comfortably with me, Pio, speaking smooth blood bowl sexiness into your ears. And I'm going to pass you over to the young buck that is Bucky to ask the questions on your behalf. So, Bucky, what's question number one? So, Pio, question number one is from Dante, who asks, At what TV does strip ball stop being worthwhile? And is it worth taking to begin with? Definitely worth taking to begin with. Strip ball is a really useful tool because it forces people to play differently because they they'll see the stripper coming around and pun intended and they will change their tactics they either go hunting for him try and take him out which leaves gaps or will bunch up together so it's it's just a general threat that strip ball has that's amazing yes you know for wood elves it becomes a little bit less sexy now that leap's been nobbled but for me, I think I don't think there is any TV that doesn't become useful because yes, you might have a slight increase in sure hands uh, that's out there, but not every player is going to have sure hands, and not every player is going to be a position to necessarily pick up the ball. There are going to be times when they have to pick it up with the lineman uh, and run with it, and then the the whole threat comes together. So it's a useful skill to have, and I'd, I'd say early doors it's amazing, and it does granted the higher TV it would go get less for me. But it's still got that threat element to it. So I would say it's valid all the time. That's obviously more league-based, that question. Just a query, but what do you think tournament play? Yeah, it's, oh, God, yeah. yeah strip ball. It, just as a, as a, like I said, just the sheer threat of it is enough. So it's, it's worth consideration. I'm not saying it, it's better than other skills, especially when you're in a limited amount of tournament availability for skills, depending on the team you pick. But the sheer threat, and it, it, even with Wood Elves, I still think it's a good skill to have on a War Doctor who, if you, and or even better, on an Elven Blitzer who, with sidestep, you could just quite happily snuggle up next to the cage, get blocked in, move in next to the ball carrier, sit there, wait, thank you very much, strip it, it bounces out. Off you go with the nerves of still catcher. Your second question is from Matt, as we know him by Summers. Yeah. Other than the ones that already have rules, how would you create rules for each of the Chaos Gods and a mixed demon team? Well, interestingly enough, because I am very sad and old and have a good collection of you know, Blood Bowl paraphernalia, in the compendium, the first compendium that was released, there is a section called He Plays Like a Demon, which does have certain well, special rules for having your demons on the chaos teams so you've got your pink horrors you've got your demonettes you've got your blood letters and you've got your plague bearers and all that sort of thing and i think the one thing you've got to bear in mind is if you don't want to make them too powerful but you also want to give them a bit of unique so for example the the demonettes in the compendium have hypnotic gaze and claw which is very apt for them really because they're kind of sexy but also kind of dangerous at the same time and but they're general players in the sense that they've got movement six strength three what was agility three so it'd be three plus and one thing that's interesting is they've given a, a low armor value for all of them because it's demonic aura so i think if you're gonna make if you're gonna use demons and, and make your own rules for them bear in mind you don't want to make them too powerful and you want to have them balanced with a flaw that you know puts that element of risk in to add that excitement to it all because yes they're amazing but they're only there if you like 
the fluff. They're only there being held by the will, the sorcerer who summoned them, really, and they're going to go back to the war the moment they get injured. So I think they are perfectly playable. If you, Matt, if you want to ever contact me, I can talk you through what the compendium says. You haven't got it, but it's well worth a buy if you can find it online. Great. So on that, uh, Matt had also asked, would you change anything to the current rules for teams that already have rules. I don't want to repeat what I've already said about flings on human teams. <laughs> quite emphatically last time around, but I think... Well, we do know that that is the best change uh, as well. Blood Bowl, anyone podcast. Officially, peer-approved, best change to a team in I was just calming down. I was just calming down after the fact that Griff didn't get onto the top list. Look, I think there's not a lot. I think genuinely, looking at the teams now, they're all right. I think they have made some errors. They'd be the Orcs. God, just get rid of animosity. I think they've tried to oversell it, especially with the new Spike magazine, in the sense that the Black Orcs are so actually really intelligent and they just moved away from these squabbling idiots and oh yes we've set up this and we pick special I'm sorry you're just trying to justify bad decision to mess up orcs so that'll be gone and I think make it simpler in the sense that animosity just works as it always has done for me that'll be the changes just keep it simple that's what I like so our next question is from Bob uh, who mm -hmm. asks how would you best run a sevens league with me Bob with me I want to be part of your sevens league <laughs> no I think the new death zone has actually got a really good set of rules it's how I've been playing sevens for a while, you know, the 600k to spend, the re-rolls being double, and everything else, but I think fundamentally, where if you want it as a beginner's sort of thing, introduction to Blood Bowl, which sevens is perfect for, because it's a smaller, faster-paced game, you get a flavour for how things work without being overpowered and all that thing, but with the injuries, what I would do is, I'd say, I wouldn't have lasting injuries, I would potentially have it that if they get injured, they potentially miss a game, so you get that, you know, ultimatum oh, how am i going to cope with this sort of thing but they're not nobbled because you, you don't want to ruin someone who's just come to the game and thinking well what's the point in playing this if all oh, my team's going to die uh, so i think as a way of introducing them slowly i think you have the injuries as it is and i think it's very well set out in the death zone thing but you don't have lasting injuries so you don't have dead players you don't have you know minus movement players or injuries you just get them missing a game or something like that, uh moving forward but i think yeah do it that way and then just have it as a free-for-all play because what we do in the gbbl is we don't have set games because that nearly killed us as a league you just have right we're going to play on this day whoever turns up you just pick an opponent have a little rule that you can't play the same opponent twice within a certain amount of matches and just play and play and play and just get the love of blood bowl going because it's an amazing sport that brings people together and i love you bob and so glad you're back second that to see bob back and coming on in the uh, online football league as well yeah shocking <laughs> any other so, questions so, yeah we have one final question um this is from grud ah hello so, grud uh, so this follows on from a question that was asked uh last month uh which mm. was asking was it acceptable to foul on say like turn 16 so grud's question this month is when is it not acceptable to foul say? <laughs> Greg, can I just say, I, I definitely want to sit down and play with you. You are my kind of player. Um, I Fouling is perfectly acceptable at any moment. I think maybe if you are looking to score, maybe don't foul with the ball carrier. Might not be the best idea to get your ball carrier sent off or just held up, kicking the teeth out of a elf on the floor. It can be forgiven if it was a war dancer or a scathing gutter runner because they're just far too good and they deserve a good kicking if they're landing on the deck but on the whole foul away my green friend foul away right so now 
just before, while I've got your attention and uh, not interruption from other people with stupid opinions of back breath, today I have, I'm going to launch a PO painting competition. Oh yes! I want to Shortly, our wonderful, sexy cow daddy will be posting pictures of the aforesaid cheerleader miniatures that he printed off for me, which I've painted up in each different chaos colours. So I have four of them. I have, oh, sorry, five of them. I have Nurgle, I have Zinch, I have Slanesh, I have Corn, and I have Chaos Undivided. Now, what I want you to do is post your pictures of what you're painting at the moment. I don't care what it is, as long as it's Blood Bowl related. And you know, talk me through the theme, talk me through everything else online when you post it. And I will judge the best one. And the best one will win a chance to get the last cheerleader painted up in whatever style they want. It can be any of the Chaos Gods. You can just tell me the colour scheme and I'll paint it up for you. And you can either have it as a miniature on its own or as a trophy, whatever you like. So we'll have that running for a couple of months just to see what you're painting out there. And then the winner will be announced in not the next episode, but the one after that. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I'll get all that posted up on both Facebook and Twitter. Um, and with all the rules, and we'll get it uh, posted onto the community site as well, so we can see who comes in. Early in the evening, just about supper time, over by the bridge, they're starting to unwind. Four guys with the blood bowl. Trying to set it up Theo picks his team out And he blows him out for good Down at Theo's corner Out in the street Jordy Bluffball blows the plane Bring the hug and take a seat As if we hadn't heard enough of Theo It's uh, time to go on <laughs> To our main talking point this evening Which is The new Death Zone book Now, as stated Myself and Shippers have not read the book yet. I've got the copy in front of me. I don't think, Shippers, you haven't got yours yet, have you? Nope, I do not. You see, this is this is where, you know, you just go for the glory of Griff. Ooh, shiny, shiny, shiny. You don't get down to the nitty-gritty, do you, Shippers? No, Actually, no, my, my brain's so small, I only think about Griff. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we're going to have uh, Bucky and to talk us through the main points of the book, what they think, and how it works. And uh, yeah, me and Shippers will chime in if we have any questions. So, okay. looking at the book, looking at the, if we go through in order, uh, well, first of all, first impressions of the book, what do you guys think? Uh, okay, so first impressions, I think it was, it's interesting. Uh, it adds a lot of sort of extras to the game um a lot of things will you know your inducements and things like that um that might use you might not uh stop getting the politician so. answer what did you think bit of fun it's fun it's fun it, it's fun i'd say it's fun yeah right i think uh, i opened it at the wrong section when i first got it i opened it on the pit on the section about the mercs which just got me enraged and i'll come to that later on but I think on the whole, it is quite a well-balanced 
and it gives you options and i think that's where you got to look at it is it is not a rule book it is hey have you considered this you and this is the rules if you're thinking about it have you considered this if you want to go down this avenue so it, it gives the opportunity for blood bowl players to play the game how they want to if you want to have a prolonged season and build up a whole culture of it and backstory like an rpg type thing you can do that if you just want a fun one-off game with crazy rules you can do that if you want some super kick-ass inducements you can and i think so because we were chatting on it on the gbbl chat and god love him don vito you know always has the wise words and he says it's what you want it to be you don't have to do anything it's optional and i think that's right and then sitting down and going through it in detail i actually quite like it there's some there's some really cool interesting stuff in it there's some stuff i'm not going to be interested in there's some stuff i absolutely hate but that's the whole point isn't it it's blood bowl is a game for everyone and people get different things out of it and it tailors for that okay, okay. Yeah. sorry bucky no i'm just i agree with that yeah that's not what you said in the what that's not what you said in the what come on come on <laughs> <laughs> anger from you. I want to see the anger well, that you had in your WhatsApp Come on, but let's look at on. each set. We'll go through each section in order for the book then. So the first part of the book is the new inducements. So looking at the contents, we've got obviously coaching staff, wizards, biased referees, and then other inducements, which uh, seem to be set out for different teams. So yeah, want to give us a rundown of them, uh, Pio? Okay. This, on the whole, I think it was some really good inducements, but I do think they're imbalanced. I think that's my issue with it as a whole. It's like they've got some really good ideas in there and some things like Kari Cold Steel. Oh my God, she is amazing. For 50k, you're getting two cheerleaders and the ability to bring on someone if you're down second half to less than 11 who has got block and don't I mean she's oh yeah I can't if you're a Norse player and you've got 50k inducements you will be foolish not to take her so you've got something like that that's that is extreme and then you've got some good you know some nice ones like I quite like Papa Skullbones and you've got you know Grot Shockwiser and it's there's some good inducements but then you've got a pointless one an apt for 90k you can get Sherlan Charlatan, right? Who potentially, potentially on a roll of six gets you a really good player. But for the same odds, you can have a messed up player at the end of the game with Lona. And it's 90k to potentially ruin your team. And I don't see the point in that one at all. And things like Mungo Spinecracker, it's kind of like, mm, it's got potential, but we'll probably be better spending else. So the staffer, the staffer, they start off brilliant and then they get gradually worse. I think that I just get the feeling they were running out of ideas, personally. So they're not very balanced, you're saying, as well? No, they're not very balanced. Yeah, again, with the the balance thing, some some of them I really like. But then you get stuff like um, Shirley and Charlatan. One of all of the six, uh, your player gains the pro skill, like like permanently gains pro. Like that's just insane. Yeah, but you've got the same odds of him going like minus it, 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 like a loner, haven't you? Yeah, but I, I mean, like, I just like... I know it's like sort of weighed in. He's got an equal chance of going bad. But I just mean on the whole of like like coaches shouldn't be able to like add a skill to your player like permanently. I like it as yeah. an inducement, but it shouldn't affect like whether it's negative or positive. It shouldn't have permanent effects like on players. At, like that's just my opinion, but I don't think inducements should no. like change add skills the game. to a player or yeah. take the in... skill off the player. I shouldn't. That's it. I think you've hit the nail on the head there, actually, Bucky. I think inducements should be for that game only. They're not something that could change the outcome of your team permanently. They're there to plug yeah. the gap of the TV difference. And that's what they're there for, yeah. not to add to your team or, in this case, potentially take it away. 
Yeah, that makes sense. What do we think of the wizards? <gasps> oh my god, I love them. I'm a fan right. of the wizards, guys. Yeah, I'm one thing... Wizards, oh, yeah. Can, can I go first, Bucky, please? I'm really excited. Really, yeah. really excited. Yeah. Right. I can't tell. The, the three main things I love are, one, they're race-specific. So you've got Gucci sort of, you know, sources, but you can't get them on every team. You've got, I mean, on the whole, the generic, you know, the same sort of thing. You've got Thunderbolt, okay, you've got the Fireball, blah, 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 blah. But you've got some, uh, oh, you've got some absolute game changers. Like, the Slan Mage Priest, he's a 50k extra, but you get something called Reality Blinks, where two players can swap positions and on three plus. Right so, you, so on a, imagine on a Lisbon team, you've got a skink next to the ball carrier. You then reality blinks in a Saurus instead, who punches the living daylights out of it. Or you've got your ball carrier tied up. You can swap him with another player and just pelt it down. That is whoa, massive yeah. game changer, right? And if you've got someone who turns up with a slam mage priest. I, I, as a, an opposing coach, how on earth do I stop this? How got, on earth? Yeah, I mean, it's you've like got just my, my brain going at the time. It's I, I can't see myself not having one skink running down into the end zone. Yep. Just for the simple fact is, as soon as you get a ball with another one, you can blink them yep. and then yep, I exactly. like that. It's it's just oh, so it's things like that which they've done, which are fluff appropriate, if you should we call it, and they're not. There's still a risk to it because three plus is still a difficult role to do, and you know we all know blah blah. Pick up the ball is the hardest thing in the world. Yeah, but there's. It's just so mm, delicious that you've got things like that. Uh, but I think the best one, the best wizard, is the horticulturalist of Nurgle. Because, right. you know, because you've got automatic minus two on go for it, which could be a huge game changer. You know, in the dire moments of a game where they've got to get, you know. Yeah, it's turn eight, the two go for it turn eight. Exactly. It's a huge game. So I think that, and that's automatic. So that's a good game changer. The only thing I didn't like about the wizards was, again, they're slightly imbalanced because you've got the, the warlock engineer who is phenomenal escaping that was my best one right who does exactly the same skill spells if you like as the ogre firebelly because yeah. both of them create a wall both of them have something there. but the it's a three plus for the warlock but four plus for the ogre and if they're both 150k huh how's that fair how's that balanced so i don't know whether they're taking into consideration the fact that ogres are just awesome anyway and they don't need a wizard but i just think yeah <laughs> there's fighting balances and there's a there's a bit of repetition with the skills, but I liked the fact that they were race specific. The only thing, another thing I didn't like though, they've they've nobbled Horatio. Poor Horatio. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it can only be used once per game now, not once per half. Horatio. He's still the <gasps> it's like the a key wizard. wizard. He's like a fireball wizard, but he's never accurate. Yeah, exactly. He's never accurate, which adds the craziness of the game, and it's all good fun because it could all backfire horribly on you. But you got him for both halves, and that was the, the joy of it. The threat of him was there for 80k. It was great, but now they can only use him once per game. So it's a bit like, aw, <laughs> I like the ratio. Okay. Uh, biased referees, Bucky. Yeah, I like the referees, actually. Some of them, like, I didn't think were going to be as impactful, like, as what they were, like, before I got the book. Having got it, some of them are, are really good. I think for, for like, your, your goblins, your snotlings, that's where these are going to play in more and because i don't i don't think any of the teams i mean you're looking at 130k 120k uh, so it's a lot for other teams to be spending on like a biased referee you know presuming that you're fouling with this team because uh, that's the only time it's going to benefit so i think if you're goblins or even halflings 
there's a lot to be gained by them. There's a massive amount to be gained. Um, Halflings yeah, get the trouble put triplets for 40k. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, get the, the ogre for 80k. I mean, the John Yorga guy mm. is the, what's he called? He's 120. Actually, yeah, the, the, the Halfling one is only 80k. Actually, yeah. no, 40, sorry. It's 40. Wait, yeah, yeah. And you've got someone who, you know, oh, I just think it's, this is where my issue is. And it, come, it comes more prevalent in the other inducements that it's all of these inducements seem to be very halfling heavy. And yeah. the, the one thing I, because I, I the refs are okay. They're not brilliant. I don't think I'd ever particularly want to use them. In a game, I don't think they add that much for what they, yeah. they give. The one thing I did like, though, was a little hint that if we're going to get a Norse team, though. If we're getting a Norse referee, that would indicate yeah. there are Norse players out there. Oh, mm. Games Workshop, come on, don't dangle that little thing in <laughs> front of me and not give me something. Yeah. I love my Norse. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they're good, but I, I don't think I'll be using them that much. They're I mean, good, I, I, cheap, um, the good, cheap inducements, like, say, the Halfland one, that's kind of just made for, like, a, you know, 40k. And uh, what else are you going to get? Let's just stick in some fouls and I might get some bonus from it, so why not? Mm. Is it um, that they're more directed towards more league fun play than they are competitive play? So yeah, obviously, this, I know you say the inducements yeah. are sort of higher yeah. or more I, pushed I, I towards think, halflings, for example, yeah. or stunty teams. But isn't that just the case with how they are anyway? Because they're the teams that will be taking more inducements. I'd see that. No, I'd cause... see that's the inducement section on the whole, though, isn't it? More orientated towards league than yeah. than no. tournament play. Yeah, because. You have certain tournaments who don't allow inducements or things. I just feel that the big advantage for things historically was you got the chef for cheaper, which is a big thing. We, I think we all agree taking someone's re-roll off them yeah. is a massive oh, yeah, thing. Fantastic. Right? Fantastic thing. But with the changes to the team, give them hefty captures and now the stars being cheaper, they've got enough and it just feels like they're getting more and more and more. And to the point where halflings are going to be absolutely steamrolling people. Yeah, yeah. And when you because think they've got in in this book, we'll come on to they've got the hot pot back. Yeah. They've got then we just spoke yeah. about Rumble O. Yeah. And they've got the hefties to catch us. Yeah. Three men earn SPP off uh throwing teammates. Yeah. We've got forty k uh, biased ref. Yeah. Hundred k chef. Yeah. Uh, what's what what haven't they got now? They're, yeah, they're uh, almost get... all whipped for what they're meant to be. Exactly. And the whole point was they're supposed to be little guys who turn up for a free meal and now yeah. they're professional players. It just now doesn't... they're like serious contenders now. I mean yeah. like, well, I, I mean, can I, see I must admit, winning sorry. tournaments. I must admit coming from so I've always liked Fling. When I first started playing Flings it wasn't until the latest the Fling Spike came out. So till Rumbelow came up and Pie Whistle and you know until they actually had hefties and catches and that's when I started really liking them. But all I've really been able to play Halflings as is the old version on Blood Bowl 2. I haven't actually played them with the new rules yet. Mm. I had one game on Fumble I think and it didn't go very well. Mm. But it's what always struck me about Halflings whenever you looked at any of the other stunty teams was Halflings were so vanilla. Just had Halflings mm -hmm. and Tree Men and then that was it. And it was all about the inducements. And yeah. it seems that with the latest version, obviously they've tried to put a bit more flair into them. Especially when you've got things like Goblins and when the Snotlings came out, the Snotling team, they all seem to have all these. And Ogres as well. They've done, I think they've done a bit with the Ogres like they did with the Halflings because they give the Runt Punter. Uh, for example, they've tried to add a little bit extra spice to the two uh, main vanilla stunty teams. But I kind of see what you're saying. With all these inducements, they may have gone too far. Yeah, yeah. it's almost like you know, if you were going into a, a game against Halflands before, it was almost like, well, I know it's going to be a fun game. Uh, yeah. 
you know, bit of fun in it, you know, it's probably going to go my way. You might have a couple of dice each way, of course, as you do, it's Blood Bowl. But ultimately, it goes the opposite to your way. But now, every time you come up against Halflands, now it's it, you've got to take the team seriously now. They're, they're like, yeah, but yeah. the thing is, that was always now. the way that goblins were, for example. I don't think I've ever got up yeah. against a goblin uh, coach and not taken them seriously. No, but, goblins no, just yeah. destroy you. <laughs> no, but goblins, the fun of the goblins is they're more likely to destroy, just as likely to destroy themselves as they are you. Mm. And Oh, yeah, 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 no, I get that. But my point is you, you still take them seriously. You look at them and you get scared. And then you see that chainsaw being sat in the back ready to come in and foul or come in and take out your players. Whereas Halflings never had anything like that. And I think they've started to get it now. Not quite as much, but starting to get it. I just, it's yeah, whether I they've just gone think, too far, I think. And I think when we go through the adjutants, I'll, I'll point that. But one thing before while on the refs quickly. There's no elf ref, which I found interesting, because they've got the guy from the, elf the box. In the box. <laughs> yeah, they've got the guy in the box set in there, but they haven't got the elf. There's nothing in... I, I, I'm, I was like, where's the elf? It's like, there's no special rules for elf. So sorry anyone who's done a really good paint job on your elf. He's a bit useless. So, yeah, but move on to the other inducements, though, and sticking with halflings. You've got the halfling hot pot, which is 80k for everybody else, the 60k for halflings. You've got the master of ballistics, which is 40k for most, 30k for halflings. You've also got potential to get additional re-rolls of the team mascot for 30k and it's just like where does it stop yeah and uh, the, the interesting one i thought out of all the inducements was the the medical one the medical yeah, engine. The medical engines yeah. yeah because basically that is a tournament must have 60k for a free casualty heal because the idea is that it heal the casualty will be able to potentially play properly for the rest of the game but then just dies of, or gets his injuries that he would have got kick in again but Comes for in full of drugs yeah. basically <laughs> yeah so he doesn't feel it's like, it. yeah. it's like max pain on speed but yeah. <laughs> For a tournament, especially someone with an elf team or a Norse team, where players are likely to get not key players are likely to get injured. That is an absolute must-have for me for a tournament if they're allowed inducement 60k. Yeah, Bucky, any other thoughts? It's interesting stuff. I think I think some of them you you probably won't see used at all. Other ones, I think, uh, certainly, like, we see the focus on the Halflands. I think that's where this is aimed at, I think. Right, so we, overall, the inducements we like, we think they're a bit more fun than they are competitive. You don't, would, you, would you like to see them at tournaments, or would you like to just no. see them in... Yeah. No, no. No, this is the thing. I think this is what calmed me down a lot, because I thought if people are going to take this as the, the new Bible, that this is how we're going to do it, I think those inducements ruin it. But I think a bit of sensibility, like saying, yep, We'll allow this inducement, but we're not going to allow that one. Yeah, as a either a tournament organizer or a league commissioner, I think gives you options. it gives you options, and that's yeah. what I like about it. And taking it objectively, that it, it does the job until we get to mercs. I was going to say, right? So we like the inducements. We're happy with them. Right, mercenaries. Let's start with Bucky. <laughs> Right. Uh, well, I, I've pretty much got the same opinion anyways, but I I really don't like them. It's, you know, it's, we're going to come to the same conversation of teams not being unique anymore. Yep. And them not, teams don't, like with this rule, what what are you bad at anymore? If you're an exactly. elf team, you didn't have strength, so that, that's where your weakness is. So if you're playing, say, Chaos versus Elves, I'm thinking, right, I'm using my Warriors, I'm going to use my strength as my um like advantage yeah but now see the the wood elves are slightly under team value you just go oh well i'll just buy myself like an ogre or something 
So it's kind of like, well, what's bad anymore? Yeah, uh, I completely agree with you because you can just get anything for everything, and they're actually some some of them actually work out better than you know, like if you get basically a cheap source to fill your Lisman team, who's actually a little bit better, and it just annoys me to point. But one thing that really angers me, and this genuinely does anger me, is how it opens up power play because, and I'll take the the superstar stunty or stunty superstar, which is basically your basic halfling you can choose you're not it's not if in any normal football game if you get injured your tv doesn't go down does it to reflect the fact that you're weaker or that you're slower Mm -hmm. or your armor values dropped you just have to stomach it whereas this do you know what i'll get myself a little halfling i'll give him leader because that's what you do with a merc who's a you know but then i'll take off two of his passing abilities and then i can afford him 30k so you can essentially with fudging it have a halfling each half with leader you use the reroll you then send him in to foul everything or tie up big guys and you can just flounce around and do things it's it's a joke absolute joke and it's the reason why i don't play games like magic the gathering or anything else because all you end up doing is people working out the best stack or the best play for the cheapest possible and then messing it up and you have yeah. a halfling on a high elf team which would never in my head work it brings like like this is what i always my sort of rumble about the whole like blood bowl 2 now and why i can't take playing in like say ccl competitions because you see the same kind of thing all the time it's yeah. always your claw your claw palm that is yeah. it and if you don't have that then you might as well just not bother because as soon as you get to playoffs, you can spin into high TV Nurgle and it's game over. Mm-hmm. So it's but now give it's it, sort give of those the, players, the, give the meta the thing, option. isn't it? Yeah, give those players. Yeah, this an, isn't an a game for that needs a meta. It doesn't have. To, it shouldn't have like a this is optimal and this is what you should do. Whereas this, giving people an excuse to like almost not really bother much with their team, exactly. abuse the fact that they can just hire what you want. So all you have to do is keep your TV TV low as yep. possible. Max. So say you get your random skills for 10k, and then you just use your mercs to take what you need. Yeah, and, and you can do that each game, can't you? You can yeah. pick for what you're playing. So say and, I've got a low TV team, I come up against elves, right? I pick a merc, give them tackle, so... But I think you don't, if you, look, you don't even need to take uh, upgrades as well, either, uh, to, no. do you to keep your TV no, low. No, no. And that's and this I think and I think what proves how broken that system, the Merc system is is the conversation yeah. we had on the GBBL chat on the WhatsApp group. The rules aren't that clear to start with, and then you've got people say because all you'll end up doing if you imagine it if you're in a league game, and because what we do in the GBBL is we tend to meet at the pub on a Tuesday night, say, for example. It's whoever turns up. You play, you have a laugh, have a drink, go home. Now, you're going to put it, right, okay, your TV's there, so what can I get? And you're going to spend a good half an hour to 40 minutes waiting for your opponent to pick what mercs they want. Option, another option was given was to potentially, you know, have pre-assigned, you know, mercs you could hire for the league. But it's like, well, you just got star players now. So that's what they're for. There's no point. It just, this is the part of the whole death zone. I am actually thinking, because you've already had rules in the main official rules about what mercs were, which is exactly what they used to be, which works. You can hire, if you've got a blitzer down, you're missing a blitzer, you can hire a blitzer. It'll cost you a little bit extra, but you've got the options of adding some skills on if you've got a bit more K of inducements against the player to make it a bit more what you need for that game. Right? But they come with loner. That makes sense. Whereas now, oh well, I can hire anything. Now I can hire a, a fling for a chaos team, have a cheap fowler. I can 
have a big guy on Amazon team. See, it's just what it's just what you want, and you play to who you're playing. It's not. It, it's it's not. How am I going to change my tactics? How am I going to change how I play to what I'm playing against? It's how am I just going to utilize and abuse this rulebook to to just build whatever I want? But I think we go back to the point that this is optional, and I would stress yeah. that it does have a use. If you are running a tournament and you want to make your own bespoke comedy character or unique character for that tournament. This gives you the framework to do it. This gives you the, you know, to work out something that isn't going to be broken, that isn't going to be too out there, and it'll be about right. What it should not be done, in my opinion, is used for league games in general as a as a rule. And I think any league commissioner does that is a power player. And I'm sorry, go off and play Magic the Gathering if you want. To, if you want to, to be honest, <laughs> using your Magic um, analogy, so I play Magic, and it. it... I, I kind of understand what you're saying. What it reminds me of in Magic is the sideboard. So in between a game of Magic, you find out in the first game that you're playing against a certain deck. And yeah. at half, and you can use your sideboard and bring in things that can play against that deck. But the thing is, the reason why that works is because you can st- you're can still have um, still governed by your deck. So, for example, what colour your deck is, um, the synergies with your deck, things like that. You're right. still governed by that in Magic. In this, though, it seems that you're not. There is no guideline. There is no yeah. barriers. It's not like, you know, so, for example, in Magic, if I'm playing a blue deck, I have to have blue cards in my sideboard. I can't just have red cards and green cards. So, yeah. whereas with this, if I'm playing an elf team, oh, I can have ogres. I can have uh, Skaven or whatever. I can have this, that, and the other. And that, yeah. to me, I don't like. I don't think I like that because it takes away the guidelines of building. Yeah. And I like the building aspect myself. I like building a, a, a squad and thinking how do i combat that yeah uh, just to piggyback off the magic point here the reason why the sideboard and all, all that works in magic because you have hidden information in bubble yeah. all the information is open you know yeah. what your opponent's team is therefore you know how to get like yeah, you know what tools you need to mm-hmm. play around them yeah it's a good point as well so, so you can that's, just you... that's a big issue it's and do it before lack of yeah. barriers, isn't it? Lack of a barrier. Yeah, because at least yeah. magic you have hidden information. Guidelines. And you can play yeah. around with that. Yeah. But yeah. Blood so Boy it's can't. like I'm gonna grab your team sheet, look what you've got and say, right, I'm gonna build a merc just for you just to play against your team. Yeah, and I can do that not... whoever I'm playing, it doesn't make a difference. It's not only that obviously you have to show your opponent your team sheet beforehand so that they know what the inducements they can get are. Yeah. So it's not yeah. like it's not like it yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. fair play should be a, is a very yeah. good point as well. Um, so you've got no guidelines, you've got full information, you know exactly what you're coming up against. And the full information yeah. bits, it, it's normal and it's right, because you know, you're never going to get two sports teams that aren't able to scout each other uh, playing against each other, so that's right. But it's, uh, yeah, I don't think, I think I'm convinced me, I'm not a big fan of the mercenaries. To be fair, you are talking to somebody here who didn't even know uh, the mercenaries could actually have extra things put on. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, the rules, it explains the rules. Well, yeah, I've read them, but I read that a bit a long time ago and never used it. <laughs> the, the thing is, in our league games, it's very rare you have enough inducements to really go out all out. And the thing is, as well, as soon as when we were playing tabletop and that, the minute you've got 100, you're looking at, like, you know, a Wandering Apo or a Bride, maybe, or, you yeah. know... Uh, right, another re-roll. yeah, yeah. Um, depending on who you're playing or 150 yeah. you're getting the wizard it's you know that's with your normal games and you wouldn't start looking into different things you wouldn't go oh well hang on a minute I'm going to build a mercenary just to beat this guy I just yeah. wouldn't do that it just never occurred to me 
But now, the irony, would. the irony of all this is, though, with the more structured skill selection with SPP and everything else, you're not going to get that much difference between teams now. Yeah. I don't think. Because you're not going to get the pair going to be much of an issue. Because so the I amount I choose, it's not going to be much of an issue at all, I don't think. Yeah, but I think um, Bucky's point uh, was quite a valid one. Because now that you can do that, now that you can get that missing piece for your team without having to induce a star player, um, and because the thing is with the star players, they fall within those guidelines. I understand yeah. that the um, the teams that they can play for have kind of been relaxed a little bit with the, the league-type aspect of it. You know, the um, Stunty League or Stunty Cups or whatever it's called. Um, but... It, it, it gave you those guidelines to say, right, well, no, you can't have that one player that would actually team. Uh, you've got to have one that is based on your chosen. Whereas these mercenaries don't have that. That is an issue. Yeah. Uh, not being able to rein but it in. It, it comes it's back to cause people option. to look to play them. Yeah. It's optional. That's the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's optional. It's not an enforced rule. It's not in the rule, official rules. This is an optional extra, which if you, you know, just choose to use it, you can use it to build a yeah. cool little it's star player. Just being careful with it, in it, because yeah. it, I think just leaving it open leaves it all the things that we've discussed, it just causes too, it's going to cause too many issues and don't balance the game. Like, Blood Bowl is by no means meant to be a balanced game. But, like, there's still a, a limit on, you know, how the teams are balanced in that each has a weakness, each has a strength. Yeah. And this is sort of unbalancing, unbalancedness, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> yes, it, it, it strangely <laughs> does. I can't get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, right, uh, right, we're going to leave that one there. Okay, so, uh, Giants. Well, that's back, I think. Yeah, they're in the ogre playbook. Yeah. Which, uh, that Spider Man being particularly good. I haven't seen anyone yet. <laughs> I must say, whoever whoever put that together was just a genius. Um, but the, yeah, it, I, again, it's a big inducement. It's all inducements optional, and I'm not a huge fan of having giants in the pitch. I think it just overcomplicates it. To be honest, it's a novelty thing. But it's yeah, not I, I think it's novelty, but I quite like it. Mm. I'm glad they're back personally. Okay, um, so I think what we should do is just spend uh, about 10 minutes just talking about sevens. Now, I just haven't played sevens. Seven. Just before yep. we move on to sevens, can I make one point about the match yep. event? Yep. Lovely idea. I think that it overcomplicates it because you have to roll every turn and then you have to look at the book to work out what it is. It's just going to spend people who want to have a fun, crazy game spending half the time, if not most of the time, looking at a book, reading what's actually happening. Whereas they had it right in the first or the dead zone from the third edition where it was just random cards. You picked up a card, you got that, you could play it at any point, boom, move on. You had the element of craziness. Now, I think they just, they've overcomplicated it. And you think when they do that, how, how long a game of Blood Bowl could potentially take? It'll take hours. Like, no. oh, wait, wait a minute, let me build my mercs for an hour. Let's do our match events. Oh, wait, let's consult the book for each different yeah. event. It, it's going to take forever. I know. And it, I'm not a fan yeah. of that. No. So go on then, okay. sevens. So, sevens, yes. So, I haven't ever played sevens before. <gasps> and not we, must play. we must play it so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can honestly say as well, I've never played sevens. <gasps> oh, okay, so Pierre, More on what are the differences? Okay. <laughs> What are the differences? The differences are, the main difference you'll find is that obviously you only have 600k to spend, which limits your options massively. Yeah. You've got to field a team of seven. Um, the re-rolls are absolutely key, but they're double. They cost double. So the, the, 
the wonderful thing about Sevens is it's very fast-paced because things go wrong all the time and you've got to react and move and everything else. And it's, so, it's such a quick game and it, it, the flow of it just goes and it's a, it's beautiful and it's it's a nice little filler, like especially if you're playing a league and you finish your game like, you know, I do in 45 minutes, you're waiting around for someone else to finish, you've got another opponent, you can back out a quick game of Sevens really, really simply and it's just it's just nice. It's a, it's a fun way of just trying out new players and new tactics. So how many turns yeah. is it? Is it the same? No, it's, it's. I think you only. Oh, let's get the de- death zone open. Yeah, I think you only get six there's turns. There's less turns. There's less turns per half. There's different things that can go on um, in the kickoff table for obvious reasons, but and it's slightly different setup. I think fundamentally, yeah, it's like the same. You have your turn. Yeah. So the six turns per half. Yeah. You've got slightly different, you know, hiring rules and everything else, but it's fundamentally a nice, quick, and easy game to pick up. And I would thoroughly recommend it to use to anyone to introduce to the game of Blood Bowl because it is so fast-paced and because you re-rolls are so expensive, yeah, one re-roll is a godsend and it just goes really quickly. Oh, yeah. That sounds like fun. I like, uh, I like that. Well, yeah, well, come the 17th, darling, you can come round for mine and I can give you a game. <laughs> yeah, it probably won't That's be the only so... thing you give us. Okay. Oh. It's come June. Oh, my hands are going all over you. <laughs> right, okay. So, overall, what we, we like Death Zone, we think it's good. Uh, we think I it's think there it's... for fun. We don't think it's there for yeah. competitive. And yeah, on the, the thing to remember is, don't get annoyed by it. It is optional. You don't have to use it if you don't want to. Yeah, the, uh, the, yeah. the air was very, very blue around me when I first opened it. <laughs> Okay. Also, wouldn't right. worry about the tournament scene changing too much because of it either. Well, no. interesting. Interesting. I th- I genuinely think tournaments are good. Like, you, let's say UKTC is an example. There's no stars allowed. There's only limited amount of inducements. I think tournaments are going to become much more team focused, which is only for the better for me. I don't know because at the same time, Monkey Bowl does allow uh, stars and. Uh... More inducements. Yeah, and that well, seems quite good. It's each to its own, but I, I do yeah, think. Yeah, no, I think that there's more options. I think you hit the nail on the head earlier, actually, when you said that TOs and they're going to be able to create like different stars. I think isn't there strangle bowl where you get one guy that that you can use. He's got a strangle move, or there's block on the tine. I think was a brilliant one which uh, Walker was doing, yeah. where you you basically played as yourself on the team, so you oh. were a, a, a human lineman. So the the rules here now that you've got with that, you can build, you can do things along those lines. I mean, I think Walker did it perfectly, but obviously, I think this may add to it. Mm-hmm. Um, giant bowl, all things like that. All right, yeah. So that's our opinions on. Death Zone book, which I have to admit, like the other new rule book, is it's very nicely put together. It looks fantastic. Who doesn't like a book with a big red ribbon going down it? So it's time to have a quick look at the standings of our local online leagues. Uh, so first and foremost, the online Jolly Blood Bowl League. We've been running through the northern and eastern divisions of season five. We finally come to an end. Four coaches made it into the playoffs. They were Bucky, Walker, uh, Yudlugger, if I pronounced that correctly, and Stick. So yes, those four made it into the playoffs. Managing to get through to the finals was Yudlugger, his absolutely crazy goblins, and Walker and his dark elves. We were nobbled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, don't do yeah. oops. It was, uh, can I just point out for the record, right? Watching that game, I get that Walker played 
against Bucky was it was just painful at points. You, you, <laughs> you were just taking the myth. Oh, yeah. really Not were. often do I feel bad, but I, I oh, felt no. a little bit bad. <laughs> well, no, no, you didn't. But saying that, so we've had the final, we went through, and we have crowned a new champion of the online Jory Blood Bowl League, and that is congratulations to Walker and his Bubbles Dark Elves. Well done. Uh, yes. Excellent. Well done. Uh, so, yes, Season 6 will be starting on Monday the 10th. Uh, Blood Bowl Grud, I'm talking to you. I've been messaging you. Get in touch. We want you in for the season. I'm going to make sure, very sneakily, that you're definitely in the same division as Leo, no matter what. Uh, so, yeah, give us a shout. Um, the Eternal League has been uh, going on, chugging along slowly. And our wonderful Mr. Shippers, I believe, is top. And are you, are you yet to lose a game? Yes, I'm going four wins, two draws, so I haven't lost a single game yet. <sighs> That's just... Especially considering you don't I faced, like uh, I faced my... I know, I know. I faced my, my greatest nemesis so far, the murderous Chaos Dwarves, helmed by Hardcore Stig. So I survived them. He's your nemesis, isn't he? You've got a very crazy rivalry with Stig. Is <laughs> yeah, there... we've got an interesting record against him. Yeah. Isn't it something like on tabletop you can't beat him and online he can't beat you or the other way around or something like that? Bit of like a mix. I think we're just 50 50 on most things, oh, really. Um, oh. Like tabletop, like thinking about the last tabletop uh, league, which would be the Jordy Bowl. Uh, sorry, not Jordy Bowl. Jordy Bowl. Well, we first played against each other in Jordy Bowl and I won against them. The Jordy Bowl, uh, sorry, I keep saying Jordy Bowl. Jordy Blood Bowl League. Um, I had a bit of a back and forth on that. Um, I was able to squeeze in the win against them in the quarterfinals of that and then got slapped down by Don Vito. <laughs> and, um, I remember that online, game. Like just, just, uh, Don Vito just come back from the World Cup, hasn't he? And uh, wasn't yeah, he the top dwarf top player in, in the yeah. World Cup? Yeah, and then you faced up against him. I mean, it, was, yeah. it was pretty good. It was a pretty good match. Um, but anyway, and um, online, I think it's, it's been interesting. He struggles to break my armour. <laughs> Again, it doesn't matter what team I'm playing, he struggles to break my armour. That seems to be the case for it. So I think we've got one more week left of that, but you're looking pretty good for the, the top of that league. And uh, you're but, my final opponent. opponent yes, that's what I mean. You're yeah. looking pretty good. Yeah, my lizards. I love my lizards. I've got a super skink. Uh, he's I've just hit his 51, 51 uh, SPP. He's just hit. He's, don't get me wrong, he's no dancer, but uh, he's plus edge, yeah, plus movement. I see your nice. 51 and I see yeah. your 82. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, neither of you have a, a, a agility 5 pestigo of extra arms, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is something I will actually miss a little bit from the new rules. Uh, there's going to be, yeah, the plus agility, plus movement. It's all going to be skills, which I actually think is going to be a good thing. But here we go. So, yeah, Shippers? Yeah, so... Beginner League? Second season of the Beginner League is slowly going its way, uh, partially um, mine and Cowdaddy's fault. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, but that's okay. So the current standings, top three at third place. We have Cowpocalypse now with uh, DJ Critch. He's going two wins, one draw, one loss. Uh, second place, we have the Little Blighters, uh, run by Gusty Garrett. Three wins and one draw, doing very well. And in first place, the Sarah Jurassic Parker. Hey, by got it right. He's four wins, and I didn't fuck up his name. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been pretty exciting to see um, Summer's doing so well for Lizards, and it's really good to see um, 
uh, Gusty are doing really well with Dwarves after he slapped me down in the first round. Yeah, which fair play. I hate, good win I, I, I hate the fact you all make play vampires. It's, <laughs> it's just random. It's all random. It's, it's, oh, God, it's just watching me eat my own team every game. I mean, don't get me wrong. I had a oh, every game. great fun game. Perfect game against you, David. And I thought, oh, this is going to be a good fun season. I'm gonna... And then I've just, last two games, I've literally just eaten holes in my defense, it's like, hey, I'm going to block this. No, 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 please come this way. <laughs> so, well, this I'm going to have to give a... Season 5 of the online Jordy Ball League is done, so I don't have to play vampires anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, Honestly, uh, no, it wasn't too unpleasant near the end. Yeah, you, you, you seem to dislike teams at first and then start liking them later, don't you? As you get more yeah, used to them, I suppose, it's going to be the way anyone more skills. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, quick shout out to Summers and DJ Critch. Summers, big Summers, decided that their game that they've just had, they were going to put their teams on the line. Now, these these are the first teams these guys have ever created. So, Cowpocalypse Now and Sarah Jess, Jurassic Parker. God, I got it wrong there. Uh, yes! These are, yes! <laughs> these are the first teams these guys have made, so they've got kind of... They've got a bit of a love for them. So, Summers being Summers, decided that whoever lost at the end of this season of the League, the other person has to permanently delete the team. So, they can't hold on to it for any sort of reason. I know. That, that's emotional. Yeah, I know. And, uh, and DJ Critch lost. Oh, I swear to God, he loves his Minotaur. He's going yeah, to probably have a funeral. It's going one way or the other. It's either getting killed or it's getting yeah, deleted. deleted. Yeah. <laughs> That's all that. Uh, Bucky, do we have any upcoming events? We do. So, um, we mentioned last month that, um, you know, we had some online tournaments and the NAF live event over on PC uh, was confirmed. Uh, on the 15th and 16th of May, and I believe they're using the rule pack from the 2019 NAF Championship, so yeah. that's over on there. If anyone's interested in that, that'll be good. We had fantastic announcement that we'll have Mini Monkey Ball on the 9th of October. Which it's sold out. Actually, very it sold out very, very quickly, yeah. I'm and I was lucky. say I was yeah. one of the first. Yeah, I'm also... Please to say that I'm also in it. I'm very, yeah. very much looking forward to that. Yeah, as am I. It's yeah, so it's going to be fantastic. No, it's yeah, ridiculous, so right? I'm looking through listening. all the names, and I'm thinking there's not one person here I think I can probably beat. Uh, I know all <laughs> oh, of the yeah, names. It's going to be great. Oh. Uh, and finally, we had Beachhead Ball as well by uh, run by the bonehead podcast so they're doing like a normal day on saturday and then they're doing sevens on the sunday uh, nice. you can either do one you can do one or the other or you can do both and get like a combined score so that sounds really Ooh. fun uh, it's gonna be in i'm not too sure it's gonna be i know it's next year and they're just gonna release more details about the tournament soon uh, so anyone interested in that just head okay. over to their page <laughs> We could do a any BBL road trip. Okay, so we're uh, oh. we're looking for any people that would like to give us money. Uh, <laughs> or no, send us a cab yeah. van. Uh, <laughs> Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Patreon. We're going to Patreon. I've got a crazy idea. A really crazy idea. We could go to one of these tournaments, but only pay one entrance fee. But then we take a turn each. So, you know, you sit down, you do it, then move, move, and just roll around. And we could just have, we could be one. But then... <laughs> That's not won. a bad idea. I yeah. can't like that. I'm not sure if anyone will allow us, but it's definitely oh, worth a shot. Anyone running this tournament who is willing to have any BB1, turn up and play as one player, but four of us, and the other three berate 
beating them and taking the mick out of their decisions the whole time they're rolling dice. It, you know, it would be entertaining. Yeah. I can assure you as well that we have very different play styles between the four of us. Yeah, it would be absolute mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or I could just see Shippers. I think Shippers would be the one who gets really, really mad because I'll just get more drunk and yeah, more silly. And I could just see, you could see it strategically working out the odds and everything else. And me just going, I'm going to go roll a six. Line <laughs> 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 them up. Stop watching my stream, please. <laughs> Definitely sounds a good one. Any more, Bucky? Any more upcoming events? No, that's that's, that's everything for now. If anyone has any other ones, feel free to give us a shout. Uh, we're always happy to give a shout out to any upcoming event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You can uh, just send us an email to bloodbowlne number one. So bloodbowlne one at yahoo.com. Any information, just give us a shout. We'll quite happily stick it on the podcast for you. Going on. Well, that is it for this week. So. You say this week, this month. This you month. Say it every Sorry. Month. It's not this yeah. week. We don't do a podcast every week. We do it every month. <laughs> it, it, it is technically still this week. Yeah. I think you've just been splitting hairs there. Yeah, totally. So, Shippers, where can we find you? Okay. You can find me at, uh, well, I stream occasionally via my matches. Uh, you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash shippers, that's uh, shippers of two Ps. And you can also find me on Twitter, which I normally just post my stream on, <laughs> um, which I am at shippers, but it's two Ps and two Zs. Okay. Yes, yeah, so you can also find me over on Twitch. I'm forceful one over on there. I'll be streaming all our gbbl games online so they're always a lot of fun who came up with the name Excellent. forceful one because you are the most non-forceful lovely creature i'd ever make, hope to meet how <laughs> on earth did you come up with forceful one you wanted to sound hard well, on twitch didn't it? yeah i've got well the thing is right you know me in person but these people don't so you need to assert <laughs> dominance peel is what you need to do <laughs> <laughs> don't fear in the heart. Yeah, just to point of interest, I just want to. Person playing hard. I love it how, I love how you are trying. I love how you are trying to teach me how to assert dominance. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just want to point out as well, uh, DJ Crit, just Crit, just to make sure that you are fully aware uh, that Bucky is not Pio's son. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> He could be, though. I'd love to adopt him. He's so sweet. Uh, so, as to finding everyone, you can find me also on Twitch. It's twitch.tv forward slash MCM, Or you can just look to perch for me on YouTube, where you'll find all my past games under Cow Daddy Gaming. You can find the podcast uh, Facebook page, just Blood Bowl Anyone on Facebook or on Twitter. If you want to find P.O., you'll have to go down to Games Workshop head office in Nottingham where he stood outside shouting at the people about mercenaries. But <laughs> Ooh, I that's don't it for... To shout out uh, cowdaddygaming.com, uh, who we, we are totally not sponsored by. Yeah, not sponsored. <laughs> hashtag. If you, yeah. if you want anything, uh, yeah, if you want any bags, just give me a shout. So, yes, then that's it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's it. 
that's all we've got time for today. There's nothing more can to I, say. Can I, just, than... can I just point out, just before we go, just before we go, I feel robbed. Just because Bucky needs to go to bed because he's, he's finally got a real big boy job, right? And <laughs> to bed, we do not get to play, you know, star or play by a star when I have actually been revising. So... <laughs> This is why we can't play it. Yeah. See, we had a discussion about metagaming, you know. I'm just you know, like, <laughs> between metagaming and actually doing your homework. Come on, scientist. You don't just walk up to the lab, do you? We're going to change the section. Well, of course he does. That's the point well, of being I mean, a scientist. The yeah, That's the point of being a scientist. But this is going to become yeah. playing the odds. Yeah. <laughs> playing the odds. Yeah, right. Right. That's it. No more questions. Nothing left to ask. Apart Other from, than, we love, love Bowl, anyone? Yeah.